0: Happy Blue House, I don't know if that's the case. It's like when, when, the, when the thing starts and the credits happen, and then, like, it shows the building and it, like, slowly fades in to, like, people talking, and then you join. We're
1: not in <laughs> here, like, waiting for the setup.
0: Yeah, the, no, the, the, it's it's all about the illusion. It's the illusion. I'm about
1: to give you an illusion. You're about to
0: give me a head injury. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast that hears all the words but can recall none of them. My name is Toby DePollett, and this week we are doing a character profile on a lesser-known DC superhero. One that shares a creator with Spider-Man. One that helped inspire the Watchmen. Uh, One that wakes up every morning and chooses to exclusively wear gloves and boots. Uh, I am talking about the nuclear man of chrome, Captain Atom. Producer Mm. Kaya? Mm
1: A-T-O-M.
0: Um... What did you know of Nathaniel Adams going into this?
1: So shiny.
0: That's about it, right? Like, he looks like a hood ornament? Yeah. I didn't know a lot about Like, my first experience with him was as a team member of Justice League in Generational Lost. Um, Kai, you might know that book as the one I read before that surgery and woke up really mad about Max Lord. Mm. So it holds a dear place in my heart.
1: I would like Some sort to of point out I wasn't here then.
0: Yeah, but you know all about it. I've, that story You're holds up.
1: you still mad at it.
0: If, yeah, it rolled, it rolled me pretty good, it turns out.
1: Apparently, don't read, you know... Don't read and like,
0: anesthetize. It's like, yeah. don't drink and drive. Um, yeah, so it doesn't start with Nathaniel, though, like, as a character's history. Publication history. Um, Because he was one of the settlers that came across to DC Comics from Charlton Comics. Mm. Um, For those unaware, Charlton was a comic company, because there used to be more than two, um, that was founded during the Golden Age boom of the late 30s to mid-40s. John Santangelo Jr. was putting out music lyric magazines without any permission whatsoever from the song owners. Nice. Yep. So while in prison for that, because he had to do a year and a half, he met a man named Ed Levy. Now, Ed was an attorney that helped him do it legitimately.
1: I kind of did this in high school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I used to, when, when, you know, you had time to, between stuff, Hmm? I used to sit there and I used to, like, skip my iPod back, like, ten seconds. And I had a book full of song lyrics and I used to, like, hand it out around people.
0: Well, that's what he was doing, but publishing it and making money.
1: I didn't make money.
0: So so once him and Ed started working out how to do it properly, uh, they put out more lyric magazines and puzzle books and eventually comics. Um, we'll come back around to check on Charlton later as a whole, but for now we are heading to the Silver Age next. Uh, this was that sci-fi era between 1956 through to 1970. You know, very space racy. Pretty much every Marvel character comes from this era. Yeah. Um. Just, just like pause it here so I can cough. Oops. So, in this Silver Age, Captain Adam first appeared in a book called, funnily enough, Space Adventures.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: issue 33, released March of 1960. He was created by writer Joe Gill, most currently known, I suppose, for the creation of Peacekeeper.
1: Yeah. You gonna sneeze? No. I don't know. It's yeah. Just a little look that comes on my face when you mention him.
0: Ah. And co-writer and artist Steve Ditko. He's okay. Yep. There wasn't a huge resume yet, but two years after this, he would create a little dude named Spider-Man. Yeah. Then Doctor Strange. He would rebuild Blue Beetle for DC when he jumped across. He would create the Question, Hawk and Dove, and the Creeper. That's
1: pretty good. Hmm. I mean, the Creeper's there,
0: but... <laughs> hey, it's funny in the animated series. Um, yep, so this original version isn't the isn't the same as the revamp we got at DC later, but for now we have Alan Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor old Alan was a technician working on an experimental rocket... When it just fired away and took him with it. Cool, cool. Yep. Upon reaching the upper atmosphere, it exploded. Um, not all was lost, though, for Alan Adam, for his new atomic powers made him able to rebuild himself on the ground once more, beginning with just a single atom. Um, and, you know, joining them together to build himself. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, this moment definitely carries over to Watchmen. Um. But instead of a cock-out blue guy, uh, Captain Adam wore a very of its time goofy red and yellow outfit um, to shield civilians from his atomic radiation. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot like Firestorm, actually.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Even to
0: the point where, like, little hair flops out the top instead of fire. But you know that you know that style of mask that kind of forces your character to have a bowl cut and they're gross looking.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he went through a few costume changes from what I could tell of the old days. There's, like, a blue version of that outfit and this other one with a wrestling leotard and red leggings and no mask, but mm-hmm. this mo- most notably featured chrome arms and hands.
1: Interesting. Which is
0: a design choice that may have inspired more things later.
1: I, I can't see how.
0: Hmm. What stands out, out out of all those old outfits is, like, the one unique trait, so it makes sense that they would just lean into that. Yeah. Um, so they started reprinting his stuff in strange suspense stories. Uh, they started doing that in issue seventy five, and by issue seventy eight, he was the flagship of the of the comic, mm-hmm. having new stories and not just reprints. Yeah. Um, while there, he began a little relationship with Nightshade, okay. The character that Silk Shadow, uh, Silk Spectre, will be a rip off of later.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now it is a good time to think about Silk Spectre's huge blue dildo in that fucking Watchmen TV series. Take a second. It was great. Just take a second to think about it. And back into the episode. Alright, so with that things peter off, um, we're at the end of the Silver Age and comics are dropping at a rapid rate.
1: Mm-hmm. A
0: lot of dropping out of production. Some companies are shutting down entirely. Yeah.
1: Um, it's hard out here to be a comic.
0: Yeah. Captain Adam being one of them. Um, Charleston's pretty much kaput in 1930. 1930- uh, Eighty three, the captain appeared with The Question, Nightshade, and Blue Beetle as the Sentinels of Justice in AC Comics, which is one comedian short of exactly the Watchmen. Yeah. I was saying that to you, like, while I was writing these notes. I'm shocked at how much of the Watchmen isn't original. I knew really? all the characters were, like, taken from Charleston, but I didn't realise... Every character relationship and the team itself was just a straight knockoff. I I didn't realize how um yeah, but
1: you little of that was original. Like Watchmen.
0: No, it sucks us. So, but yeah, I was a bit surprised by that. Um, Yeah, so with that, let's get into how Watchmen comes into this thing. Okay. A name that has appeared many a time during the podcast's run is Dick Giordano. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, a guy behind the scenes for many, many DC key moments. Like, he was an inker with Neil Adams during the Green Arrow, Green Lantern series, and the Batman era that he was on fleshed out Crime Alley, gave us Park Row and gave us Leslie Tompkins and stuff.
1: I know this is kind of mm-hmm. out of spot now. I thought that you said he was an Inca. Yes. As in... I-N-K... I-N-C-A. As in, like, you know... The Incan race. And then as you kept going, I was like... Oh, no, he means, like... The colorist.
0: Yeah. But, um... He did a lot of, like... It's weird, because he isn't, like, a title guy. Yeah. But he was involved in heaps and heaps of shit. So, at this point, he is an executive editor of DC Comics... Kind of like what stanley was back in the day
1: yeah
0: um but back in the day further than this back in the day he was also an editor at charlton as well mm. so when charleston was closing down he bought up most of the characters um the ones he saw potential in originally this sentinel of justice lineup was going to be used in alan moore's Watchmen.
1: it's like these are my friends
0: but when that story was going to make them all irredeemable jerk off people um, it was decided DC would keep them for later use instead of Watchmen, um, so that got comprised with new characters instead. Mm. Um, and with that, we come to the revamp of Captain Atom. This is this is where he's a DC guy now. Yeah. Alright, before I jump into the origins, it's time for uh, the standard character profile disclaimer that we do pretty much every one of these, Claire. Do you want it?
1: Look. I would
0: hate to take something away
1: from you. Alright. So... here, I do I, I just
0: wrote it in brackets, but you know the, the drill. Every single time an origin's put in a book or in a TV show or in a movie, it's slightly different and it's never perfect. Yeah. So we're going off an origin. We're going... I've, most of my notes are off the original.
1: Yeah.
0: So the disclaimer is it might not be the one you've heard. Look... <laughs> because there's, like, a bunch.
1: The problem is that every person that writes something wants to put their own spin on it Mm. and they can do that one of two ways three maybe you change their origin you change their costume you change everything
0: so we have United States Air Force officer and Vietnam veteran Nathaniel Adams Mm -hmm. oh sorry Adam
1: yeah, he just added them.
0: no plural um, he gets framed for being a traitor and is sentenced to death under Colonel Wade Ealing or Allen. I'm not sure um, in the year 1968 this takes place um, Nathaniel agrees to an experiment for the government
1: I mean you die anyway
0: <coughs> yeah exactly <coughs> if um it, if it succeeds it gets a, he gets a pardon and time served and all that stuff and if it doesn't succeed well let's Far more likely. Mm. Um, this is the Captain Atom project. The project revolves around a recovered hull from an alien spaceship. As far as the government can tell, it seems to be indestructible. So um, they have one. They have the one thing that the United States government will always have in their back pocket, and that's go nuclear. Yay! So they chuck old Nate into the hull of this thing, close it up, um, and put a whole ass nuclear bomb under it. I just well, if
1: someone came to me look man they and poked like, it with a
0: stick it, di- it, did- it didn't penetrate i like, <laughs> But they might have tried what fire what
1: part of this is the experiment
0: they want to see if they can break alien technology
1: but why is there a man inside
0: to see if look the hull is presumably fireproof gasproof it's all sorts of proof but the only way to test to see if it'll... If they can r- atomic bomb and radiate the shit out of its contents is to put the contents in it. But why? Because why not?
1: If, if someone came to me and they're like, look, you're on death row. Mm-hmm. We're going to kill you. Okay. Or we could put you inside a spaceship and blow it up. I'd be like... I think I'll take the slightly less...
0: Spaceship's cool, though. Simplice. It's exciting. You'll be on Wikipedia forever as but that dude wouldn't. that blew up in space. No, you
1: wouldn't because you know the government cover it up.
0: Mm. Some dude will we know. We only it know so.
1: about it because he got out.
0: Yeah. So when the dust and smoke clears Nathaniel Adams is no more vaporised or so it may seem.
1: Mm.
0: About 18 years pass and then suddenly pop Nathaniel returns except this time he is very shiny. Uh the alien metal of the hull is bonded to his very atoms, and there you have it. Mr. Captain Atom. See, the nuclear blast, while absorbed by the alien metal, displaces its car- its carrier mm-hmm. in time. A feature seen prominently in that Generation Lost book I mentioned earlier. Um th- that one's pretty good. They blow up the moon. Kai, did you have any thoughts on that?
1: Blowing up the moon? I don't suggest that you do it.
0: No, you're not supposed to.
1: It has very bad repercussions on the Earth.
0: I meant how, like, huge blasts displace him. his very atoms through time and space.
1: I mean, it makes sense, kind of.
0: Kind of. You've got the whole, like, Earth's rotation isn't going to line up, so he's just going to appear in space if it was accurate, which is a theory I read somewhere. The time travellers exist, but every time they travel time, they get lost in space and die. (laughs)
1: That's why any, we haven't
0: found any yet, Kyle.
1: They need, you need something to happen. If you just absorb the blast, it would be actually quite boring.
0: Normally he stores it and uses it as, like, laser Moving throwing later. Piece. But if it's too big for him, it just, like, displaces his very existence and mm. he'll do a little bit of a time travel. Mm. You, you read an example with, like, old Power Girl... looks like a little witch.
1: Oh, she's not doing okay. No, no. She's very sad. Kind of gross.
0: But Did you like that bit?
1: Um, yeah. It was okay.
0: Okay.
1: It's a bit confusing because, you know...
0: Because you don't have any of the context going into it? Yeah. Yeah. I like like how it's like a little calm spot in between all the other bullshit because it's just like one dude doing his own thing somewhere. Yeah. Which we'll probably go into a little bit more at the end regarding the stories I like. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. Don't let me forget. I'll try. Alright. Um, so, anyway, the rest of his power is set, beside time traveling through explosion. Um, yeah, as I said, he will absorb most atomic energy, uh, radiated energy, lasers in general, usually. Um, And he can use them to energy blast via his hands or his little um, Jimmy Neutron logo that he's got on his chest.
1: I thought it was a um, maple leaf for a little bit. (laughs) Okay. I was like, oh, okay.
0: It's Canadian. Um, Yeah, we also got, you know, classic super strength, flight, a little bit of molecule altering, and he can speak Russian.
1: That's helpful.
0: I don't think that's a superpower. It's just a bit of trivia I found.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) So this holds pretty good. As an origin, the only difference being the new fifty two version that I read first um in the zero issue stuff, had him not framed for treason but a volunteer for an experiment.
1: Hmm.
0: The part that goes wrong is that he doesn't realize how gung ho Dr. Maggala, the scientist in charge of both versions of the experiment would be mm. oh should be damned he says, yeah, just strap a dude in and fucking fire it up.'ll <laughs> she be right I
1: said it was strange.
0: Yeah. So speaking of the new Fifty Two, that's the version I have on the shelf. So that's the stuff I was reading for this episode. Um, the whole run is done by uh, by a cool guy named JT Cruel, mm. just a fu- fun name, with art by Freddie Williams II. Oh, Freddie! <laughs> <laughs> it was tradition. Um, newer listeners, young folk, young future boys who don't who weren't around or not reading yet. It was a huge tradition in the New 52 to make shitty decisions with character designs. Every fucking one of them. I bring this up a lot, so let's go with some lesser examples, you know. Do you... <laughs> okay, good. Just Do you remember when Lobo came back and he was skinny and handsome and looked like Edward Cullen for some reason? Instead of looking like Jack Black?
1: No, because I hate Lobo.
0: Uh huh. Alright, what about when Superboy came back and he was dressed like Tron?
1: Oh, that's
0: fun. As dumb as it is, I love just the jeans and t-shirt look on that guy. Yeah. There's something so, like, down to earth, I guess. I don't know. I, li- I like that. I like that version. I don't like the Tron version. Anyway. I unapologetically love the Captain Adam has shiny chrome hair.
1: So shiny.
0: Yeah. The new 52 one has a little wisp instead. His hairdo is like the cold, like a cold car's exhaust smoke. Mm. Or like, casper's butt which i didn't appreciate um overall i think this will probably come up a bit more at the end but again i want him to not be dr manhattan so the fact that he's bald and his little gloves and booties are gone yeah makes it closer and it turns me off a little bit because you know, they're different characters, you let them be different characters. Yeah. You know? it's, just, it's just a nitpicky thing. Um, Other than that, though, I really like the introduction issue mm. of the New 52 run. It's got this cool opening in which our captain disintegrates a robot exoskeleton into dust around a little man.
1: That's nice.
0: Um, yeah, he's working out his molecular manipulation powers, but they start to get carried away and dissolve his hand a little bit. He's like, oh shit, he reassembles that real quick. Before going to see Doctor Magella to be like, "Hey man, <laughs> hand, hand dissolving."
1: This is problematic.
0: Yeah, this version of the doc reminds me a bit of Roy Brisby from Venture Bros. Very wheelchair bound, but very like teethy. Mm. You know that really tight face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's...
1: They had too much plastic surgery.
0: No, it, it, it ain't that. It's strokey. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it looks very much like Roy Brisby.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So, he explains that Captain Adam could accidentally just dissipate his own ass atoms. Like, he could just dissolve himself if he's not careful. Nice. Um, yeah, and while they're talking, a fucking volcano sprouts up in New York City. As, as it ha- as happens, you know, it's fine. Um, Captain Adam zooms over there, and I like watching him save the day. He flies around disarming, like, reactors that are getting upset by the earthquakes and the volcanoes. Um... I like watching him try to work out hot magma and turn it into snow. Mm. Like I don't see that shit very often in my Batman's and my Moon Knights. Yeah. I don't see a lot of like god tier characters very often. So it's nice to see something a little different. Um the issue sets up an ongoing monster as well in the form of a like a monster version of Captain Adam. Mm. Uh we, it'll it'll get explained a bit more later, but it sets up a good cliffhanger as Adam dives into the volcano itself to try and neutralise it before starting to dissipate himself. Mm. Um, It's a cool visual, like, it's a good panel. It's all very red and wispy. And even his dialogue box is fizzling out, which which I thought was a cool touch. Um, The second issue follows up. He survives the volcano, but as a side effect from this adventure, like, he's gotten better at this. Maybe not on purpose, because Captain Adam can now seize the internet. Oh. He sees it floating around. He sees all the radio waves and the wireless communications and such.
1: That's problematic. It's
0: gross. Um, and while he's learning to deal with all that origin... Uh, with that, and they they start to build up on his origin a little bit here as well. But we've covered it, so it's fine. Um, And we see like the major crux of the entire New 52 run here. There's a boy, like... Making videos on the internet, hoping captain Adam will find them after the after he sees the volcano thing um see he got cancer oh no and he's yeah he's just recording vids in hopes that the weird atomic man who can disperse volcanoes might hear his call yeah um I like the quote that he puts out here um it's uh doctors keep telling me to have hope that miracles happen every day. And while I was wondering, do you want to be my miracle? Mm. Very cute. So with that, Captain Adam makes himself invisible, goes and finds the kid, shrinks down, goes into the into the boy looking for tumors.
1: What, why is everyone just going inside human bodies? Stop doing that.
0: Because fucking Fantastic Voyage. Stop doing it. Yeah.
1: I don't like it.
0: Well, in the brain, he finds it. Um, he gets jump scared by a huge, huge tiny needle. Yeah. Like, just like a big flump comes in he's like, what the fuck? Um, and the boy is injected with a goo that bonds to the cancer cells to make them easier to track for the doctors or whatever the fuck. Um, but despite the goo attacking him, he Captain Adam manages to succeed and leaves. Um, and then the atomic rat monster from issue one is seen getting bigger, this time dog-sized. Um, and I like that I like the build-up in this issue. Like, it's got the simple Fantastic Voyage adventure, Mm. while still building up this ongoing, like, other this monster. It's- it's getting just little build-ups. It's got that good slow burn without just being, like, an annoying tune-in next week to see literally anything. You- you know how, like, a lot of arcs drag Mm. for me? I like that this has a good balance of single adventure, but- overarching thing off.
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah i like that balance um uh what i do hate over the course of the run though is the fact that him saving that kid turns out to be a huge mistake and ends up having to be retconned by himself later oh
1: no
0: yeah it's, it's a shame that we have to lose this moment in the run like it it it's yeah it's a bummer it really is um it's a lot of things stem from Nathaniel Adam playing God. Like he develops a God complex after this. Um, he he goes out to st- like while still invisible, he stops fatal falls, gives a mother super strength to save a kid, stops a fatal shooting, and returns a missing kid. All well, sort of living between the seconds, so to speak. Yeah, you know who, you know what other DC character. Lives like that, you know, blurs around silently helping the world.
1: I feel like you're waiting for me to give you an answer.
0: Yeah. Um. He's red. He lives in between the seconds. Go fast. Man? No, no, he's going very fast. Oh, things. Between the seconds is what I mean.
1: Run, Which run. I think is
0: something I've read flat, like a way that's described as flat.
1: You're talking about run, run.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about the, zo- the zoomy. The Flash. The fantastic Zoom.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so, um, while helping uh, Libyan freedom fighters, Captain Adam bumps into the Flash, which I like to see. Um, It's so rare to see Flash talk to a character while doing his Speed Force thing that isn't just a cosplay of himself. You know, like, when he's, like talking to Godspeed, or Professor Zoom, or Reverse Flash, which turn out to be different people, Uh, Flash of China, or Jesse Quick, or Inertia, or John Fox, or Johnny Quick, or Lady Flash, or Red Death, or Savitar, or Sprint, or Impulse, or Wally West, or the other Wally West, or Walter West. (laughs) No. At whatever rate, this Flash is unsure of the shiny dude that can communicate with him, um, that the rest of the Justice League had rejected earlier in the New 52, for being an unsafe nuke man. Yay! You know, at the start when they're like, we're gonna build a league, and he throws his hand up and they're like, we're, um... We'll call you. <laughs> you, you know? they're like, um, interesting. Shiny blue man walking in here. Dick out. No dick at all. Can... A naked... A naked smooth man comes in. <laughs> but yeah, Flash does come around a bit to see how, like, in control this Captain Adam is. Like, watching him... Reconfigure the atoms that 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 are a military tank. Just just turn them all into H2O. Yes. Yeah, so it just like splashes away, and a dude like drops onto his ass because his chair's gone.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, around this time, Captain Adam feels like a nu- like a nuclear bomb in the area start to trigger, and rushes off to stop it. And he does stop it, but it scares Flash a bit to see this, like with no context. He's like. Talking to Captain Adam, he quickly he like stops mid sentence, runs around the corner, like a huge flash of explosion goes off. Flash runs around the corner, and there's just a huge crater with Adam laying in it, and it's like everything's being classified. And it's like, what the fuck did you just do?
1: Nothing. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, so, um, feeling a little bit like Frankenstein's monster, Adam just kind of leaves, um, and that's when Colonel Ealing returns for the new Fifty Two version. Um, while that rat monster continues to wander around America, absorbing stuff that it touches, um, Eileen, or Allen, whatever, he offers Nathaniel a job back at the Air Force. Um, essentially, uh, he's pretty much going to be treated as a walking nuclear threat to scare other nations.
1: That's a bit rude.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, Nate's like, that's kind of fucking mean, no thanks, and finds himself captured by the Air Force that he once served.
1: That's a bit rude.
0: Um. Yeah, but he's also like you know, god level atomic, like atom manipulation and shit. So he just uncaptures himself.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, just kind of like phases out of the building they've got him in because like you yeah, no shit. Bye guys. Yeah, he, yeah. He just storms off as as one would. He returns to his lab people, um, and that's when a lab chick named Renita. Tries to comfort him, you know, She give him a touch on the shoulder, and her hand gets all melty. Oh no.
1: Because he's a fucking
0: atomic man. <laughs> Don't touch it.
1: Don't touch it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Um. I like that he's uncontainable in this issue. Like, the fact that he just leaves. Um, and this part I will also point out is better than Batman v Superman, mm. in which the argument is way more believable when Colonel Ealing is like, this guy's too powerful, and if he is not on our side, he can't be trusted and must be removed. It makes a lot more sense for an angry military dude to say that about an atom bomb with legs than random Batman bitching about an established Superman. Yeah. You know? It's almost, it's not verbatim, but it's like very much the same wavelength, and reading it, I'm like, yeah, this this is, this makes way more sense.
1: Mm. Someone was reading it and was like, hmm,
0: "That's a good line." No one involved in comic book movies read comics, guy. You know this.
1: That's not true.
0: Not in Batman vs Superman. It is.
1: And that one's true, <laughs> All
0: right. right. <laughs> um. After that, we finally get the build-up fight of the arc, which which is good. Like Volume One. I don't know if it's still a in thing in print, but it's a good one to track down if you can. I recommend this half very much. Because it, it the finale here is um, the big the big rat. Oh. You know the the one that's been like, just kind of wandering around America uh, absorbing shit.
1: <laughs> um. I'd like to point out you haven't actually explained the rat. Well,
0: because it's been nothing. Like they don't explain it until here.
1: I know, but you're like, there's there's a rat dog.
0: There's an atomic the rat ant. dog kicking around. Because that's literally what it is, like they're like i wonder what caused that volcano and there's just like a big it it looks like captain adam but it ain't human shaped it's kind of like all over the shop and it's got Teefies, and like it, it it looks disgusting okay <laughs> but we find out it, it like it, it's a, it's a rat and it absorbs a dog and then a police officer and so on and so forth
1: okay okay
0: so issue 5 begins with captain adam telling his problems to a random turtle he found Just on the shore, just being like, man, I I burnt that lady's hand, Flash is scared of me, I'm not very good at anything, I don't know what I'm doing. And this turtle's just, like, looking at him. (laughs) Kind of confused by the whole scenario, I'd imagine. Um, Yeah, after he vents a little bit to a turtle, he goes to see if he can help Renita by, like, maybe he can walk through how to assemble human parts. We've seen him fuck with Adams before, so why not? You know. Um. That's um. He he comes back, and he and Doctor McGella detect this big atomic signature. It's very similar to his, um. And it is the tumor rat, mm. the big monster, who recently ate a diner. Okay. Okay. Seriously, is it the size of like a McDonald's now? Okay. And you you can see like the D I N E R, like. Bulging against the skin on the inside of the monster. <laughs>
1: well, that's pretty
0: gross. Yeah, it's neat. It's very pink and fleshy at this point. It's not very shiny anymore. Um, so there's almost, th- it's like a, it's almost like a centerfold image in the book. Like you know how a book be open mm-hmm. and you got splash pages, but now you got to like turn it because it's like the whole panel, oh. like both pages, of just like the monster's big gaping mouth. With a little Captain Adam. It's, it's a very cool image. It's a cool one. Um, here we see the rat is. He was a test subject from before Nathaniel. Oh. You know, because you test that shit on lab rats. Yeah. Now, you know how Nathaniel was kind of like blown up and incinerated only to reform himself later? When they incinerated the rat after the test, it took a very long, lumpy time. <laughs> To do to reassemble. Mm. That's why it's a gross monster, and it is absorbing stuff the same way Captain Adam could, if he if he wasn't keeping that shit in check. Mm. Right. It's almost
1: like having a brain is helpful sometimes. It
0: is. Sentience is so cool. <laughs> so yeah, he survived the incineration, um, which we've seen. Which we saw Nate literally doing a volcano earlier, so it's it's on brand. The military show up to intervene, and, Eli, and he, uh, the colonel tells Adam he has like five minutes to stop this monster before just a payload nuke just levels the whole county.
1: Hang on a second. We're just going
0: to blow up this section.
1: No one decided to step in before it ate a diner.
0: Well, it was just like, it was wearing a trench coat and a hat, which if Ninja Turtles has taught me anything about Raphael is literally the perfect disguise you can put on anything you find.
1: Okay.
0: It works on a huge fucking turtle, Kyle. It can work on a lumpy rat policeman. Okay. It has to. It's all we got.
1: I hate to be the person to poke holes in the comic.
0: Look, it also ate every civilian in this town. So so no one can call the police.
1: You now see what I'm getting
0: at. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, just been gobbling up. Yep, so they're gonna nuke the, the state be like, fuck this. Um, so Adam sinks into the monster kind of like how he did with the volcano to try and communicate with it. He's like, hey man, like you gotta fucking get your shit together they're gonna blow you up. Mm-hmm. But it's a rat. <laughs> so it doesn't really know what, it's, what he's saying. So he's like, oh well. And um, he just dissipates it instead. Just turns it into air. But you know, it's credit to him for having compassion for the other test subject, you know. And with that, he mourns a rat like Stark does in *Hollywood Dead*. And Eline or Eileen reluctantly cans the nuke. Adam goes back to help rebuild Renita's hand. And twenty years later, the Earth explodes, which is, which is a good cliffhanger for the volume, I believe. Okay. Now, see, I like Volume One. Because, like I said, it balances the adventure and the ongoing really well, and then pays off good at the end. Mm. I really like that stuff. The rest of it doesn't do that much. So, I I like... I think I like small adventures. Yeah. I like a character to come in, do his thing, and it ends. Mm. You know? Um, I'm not sure how to describe it, but, but how do you feel about story structure. Do you have a preference when you're reading a comic? Do you like that little piece by piece, or do you like, like, a big big honking, no, like, it de- Batman it, it
1: just depends. I prefer a comic that's done well. I don't care how it does it, so long as it mm. doesn't, you know. I
0: think an important step is a good ending, so, like, I like to have lots of good endings. I think it's probably because, like, all of my superhero bullshit Come like it stems from Arkham Asylum, oh. which is a relatively contained area, focused on just a, a single hero because I'm not a big team up guy either, really. Yeah, like a a single dude dealing with things. He's not limitless, but he certainly gets pushed. You know, like I like that type of story. Yeah, and Volume One of the New Fifty Two Captain Adam does it really well. I like it. We see him he's trying to work it out.
1: I'll we'll get the Yeah.
0: So so yeah. Um From here we get a little bit more of an origin expansion, we get some more of that stuff. We meet we meet an alien Captain Adam. Not really, though, it's a just a weird looking future version. Okay. He comes to get our Captain Adam. Him and a handful of other future versions. One's got like a bunch of heads, he looks very like Indian god, and there's another one that kind of looks like Spawn. You know, like, there's a bunch of them from the future, and they're like, hey, man, um, the Earth is going to blow up. (laughs) And um, they can't alter their own past, but they can get present Captain Adam to change his future. Yeah. Which is a... I don't think I've ever seen that we have to fuck around with time rule ever before. Mm. You know, you've got, like, the Back to the Future one, where it's like, if we alter stuff, we might cease to exist. Or we've got the event, like, the end game one that's, like, it's a different timeline for us going back changes which reality we're in so it doesn't fucking matter. I've never seen one where it's, like, yeah, we're completely soft-locked out of interfering because it changes our universe, we can't do it. But you, present-day Marty, you have to get your parents to fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I- I've never seen it work that way, where they have to boss around the present-day version of themselves instead of actually, like, interfering
1: I'm sure it's happened
0: before. I'm I—I sure, I couldn't think of another version mm. that's like, that does it that way. So I thought that was cool. So they dump our boy into the day before the Earth explodes. So now he's in a future.
1: <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, because all the other Captain Adams are past that point, they are, they aren't allowed to alter it, but they could dump our poor bastard over there. And be like, hey, can you clean this up real quick? Cheers. Yeah. Okay.
1: This this your this your problem. It ends
0: up being his fault anyway. Yeah. So, it's cool. Um, well, what what are some cool things in this future? Um, it's very dystopian, but human. Like, it's not like Mad Max or nothing. But Dr. Magala is now, like, in a robot body. Renita's hand that he rebuilt eventually becomes, like, Adam itself. Mm. So, that's cool to see. It's all, like, chromey and can she can do a little bit. Cool. So, she's going around being a superhero called The Hand. But she's like very religious-y about Captain Adam at this point, mm. that he gifted her with this power and she must serve him. And it's like it's like a little bit Scientology-esque. You're like, oh, are you, are you good? Mm. But we see that get way worse as well because Mikey, cancer boy. Yep. See, he started a religion <laughs> about Captain Adam.
1: Right, right.
0: And he wants to reset the earth for Adam to reshape. Uh oh. Yeah, this is why Earth explodes.
1: Uh-oh. The thing
0: he detonates is like Captain Adam dust. So, future Captain Adams can't interfere. But, way, 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 like, million years into the future, Captain Adam has the ability to fuck with the past now. He's worked out how to atom manipulate. But he's dust at this point. He's like a big purple glitter.
1: He's,
0: a, You know. <laughs> Kaya, th- I'll appeal to you. A woman with a TikTok account. You know when the person gets the glittery makeup on their brush and then spins it over the camera and it goes like... Psh-sh-sh.
1: Yeah.
0: It looks like that.
1: Nice.
0: Evil Captain Adam looks like that with purple glitter. Nice. Yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that design. Um. So, yeah, that's what's in this bomb
1: mm-hmm.
0: that Cancer Boy's got as an adult. Um, I
1: wonder where I got that.
0: So as it shifts its spot in the time stream to detonate, all the other the Captain Adams are trying to fight it, trying to Adam manipulate dust, being like, Stop being evil dust and it's like, Nope, I will continue to be evil dust. It's like be a rubber ducky. It says, like, Nope, I want to be dust
1: As as someone that knows a lot about glitter.
0: Mm. Yeah, you can't. There's no
1: fucking way you're gonna make the glitter do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna do what it wants, and you're just there for the ride.
0: Yeah, and it is gonna be in your hair like a day later,
1: <laughs> like a month later.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, while they're all but fighting, if you get they're...
1: it in carpet. Oh,
0: so this part's all cool with me. I'm, I'm having fun with this weird time adventure. Like we've done shrinking, we've done atoms, we've done super speed. I like that Captain Adam can hit like every sci-fi genre just as one guy. But this is where I start to get bummed. Because the one that kind of looked like an alien we mentioned earlier, he sneaks out of the fight. To, um... Because he's... So... some Like, it was complicated to read, but somehow it has... This one has worked out while well, trying to fuck with Evil Dust, how it did it. Mm. So it goes back... After our Captain Adam saves Cancer Boy... And puts cancer back. Mm. That sucks. It fucking sucks. Poor poor young Mikey dies. But he doesn't make the religion after being magically healed. And the failure keeps Captain Adam from developing a god complex. It keeps his shit in check. It makes sense, but god damn it. (laughs) I liked that adventure, and it just became, like, the biggest mistake he could have made. So it gets, you know, removed. Yeah. (laughs) After all this clears up, our normal Captain Adam thinks he failed saving the kid, and is pretty glum, as, as you fucking would be. So to blow off some steam, he builds a Nate. A powerless, just plain dude version of himself. Um. And that goes off to hang out with Renita, okay. who's his buddy. Um, it's sad, though, because despite it being Nathaniel Adam, do you remember when Clayface built a sentient girl
1: yeah. in the
0: animated series and it just doesn't it technically exist? Yeah. The quote after he sends Nathaniel away in his little, like, I was I a pilot a nice once life. jacket, the quote is good for them. It's them. It's not him. Like, he built a happy version of himself, but it is not him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, he's happy for his clone, but him himself is still a big, shiny, sad fucker who thinks he failed saving a kid. Yeah. Yeah, the, the good for them quote made me go, ugh, you fucking poor bastard. Um. Yeah, it really sells it. So while that one is living, the main atom is resting. He doesn't have to sleep, but I think he's more moping. Honestly, he's sitting in his little bubble asleep. And while he's there, random stuff is popping up. A treasure chest belonging to one of the lab techs just appears that he lost as a kid. Um, One of the other lab techs, the main one, that hates Captain Adam. And is kind of the love interest in the triangle with Renita. Um, his mum comes back. <laughs> she just pops up and she's like, hey man. And she's like, Well, you've got a beard now And he's like, Yeah, you've been dead for fifteen years And That's yeah, that that part's tragic, I reckon. Because like she can't tell the difference. But yeah. they but he's like, Yeah, this is Captain Adam fucking up yet again, giving me my mom. I'm not getting reconnected with it And she's walking around being like, I exist, why are you so mean to me? Mm. And he's like just X ray so the the X rayer in the lab, it's like, Yeah she's hollow. She's not, she doesn't exist, and she's like, I'm pretty sure I exist, I have feelings and memories and shit, I'm, I'm here, I feel pain if I'm pinched, but they're like, nah, nah, we're not dealing with this, and she's like, rude, and then yeah. they're like, wake his ass up, and Captain Adam's like, what, and he's like, you fucking put my mum back here, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and she, he's like, sorry, I gotta remove you, mum, and she's like, but I could've sworn I was real, and he's like, you're not, I'm sorry. And she just is removed, <laughs> and he's very bummed out about this. He's like, "God damn it, I'm sleep creating." So he, yeah, he just gives up on trying to be human with people and leaves Earth. Mm. Um, which leads into my problem about the Doc Manhattan stuff. He's got the same outfit as Manhattan. He's drawn very chromy, but he still describes himself as blue, Doc Ma- Doc Manhattan. Gives up on humanity to live on the moon or Mars. It's vague. Mm. Again, it's just conforming into the Watchman mold. I'd rather see my boy try to fight to stay fitting in. Like I know fish out of water is like very being done, but like.
1: But what? What else is he gonna do?
0: I don't know. What more
1: do you want from this man?
0: Move to Miami and just get the ha- get the hang of things, man. Mm-hmm. Put a shirt on if you want. Chill out.
1: Not in Miami. Don't, don't
0: storm off to the moon.
1: Yeah, storm off to the moon.
0: No, don't give up.
1: Yeah, give up.
0: Don't be Dr. Manhattan. He's so gay. That's a shit book. But, it's, uh...
1: but now they're the Are they hanging
0: out? Yeah, he storms off, goes to the moon. He's like, hey. And then there's just like another blue penis man being like, hey.
1: This is Blue it's Man like, Group.
0: Oh, this is it's how got it started. To... <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's
1: not. It a... is. He wanted them to go to Florida, so they're Blue Man Group. They're
0: touring. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah.
1: The Blue Man Group based on Dr. Manhattan and
0: <laughs> it's Captain It's by, by DC Comics and Charlton. Yeah. <laughs> I end. Look, I liked him fighting to try to fit in. It's not... not even trying to fit in, but trying to, like, find a place that he would work mm. on Earth. But then he just kind of gives up. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Um, from there, he has returned since for a mini-series called The Rise and Fall of Captain Adam, and when it comes out in trade, you can very well expect us to cover it on the podcast. But, um, for now, that's pretty much us as far as books go. Um, do you want to talk about outside of books? Other medias?
1: Oh, yeah, okay. I can do that. Hang on. I have stuff.
0: There
1: you go. No, fine. I did it.
0: Oh Yeah, I've got the exact same fucking... Why not? ...scroll. Um, I will say, because the image is there, I think the Timverse version's my favourite. Like I said, as goofy as the boots and gloves are, it still gives him, like, an element of separation. It still kind of looks superhero-y. Yeah. I like the colour scheme of the Timverse, that they're all red instead of the red and blue and shiny.
1: I mean, he's red, blue and white. Yeah. His his symbol looks a lot more like an atom. Mm. Okay, so in Justice League Unlimited,
0: which is the other version that I enjoyed of the character, because oh. he stays very militarized, he's pretty much there to keep the Justice League in check as far as the government's concerned. Which I which I liked. I thought that was mm. cool, cool choice.
1: Um, he is voiced by two people. Mm-hmm. In his first, like. And the first time we in see adventure. him. his adventure. He's George Eads. Hmm. And in all subsequent episodes, it's Crick's Cox.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in Young Justice, he's voiced by Michael T. West. Um, he's also in Batman, The Brave and the Bold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the episode Powerless.
0: I like that he's in so much stuff. But it, it's always really small. He just kind of, like, in and out sort of bits. He doesn't get his time in the sun like a uh, like a Green Greenland or something.
1: He's voiced by Brian Bloom. Mm-hmm. You have him in episode 46 of Mad. Um, do you know a lot about him being Cameron Scott? Uh, no. So, like, in Batman Brave and Bold, he's introduced as... Nathaniel Christopher Adam, Mm -hmm. aka Alan Adams.
0: Right, which is a classic name recall.
1: Aka Cameron Scott.
0: I'm not sure. And in that, he's an
1: arrogant, pompous, egocentric hero.
0: Oh, I know, he's got the God Complex going again. Yeah. Be careful, he's going to turn into glitter. He's going to get in your carpet.
1: But that's okay, because Aquaman helps him. Uh, Cameron
0: Scott. Cameron Scott.
1: Because that's the. Want the version that shows up in the Flash episode of Plastique.
0: Well, I'll look it up, but I'm not sure about that one.
1: I think it's just like an alter ego when he's sick of being him.
0: Y- you might be right. There might be a cover, like a disguised one.
1: Um, He also appeared in the animated film Superman vs. Batman Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. And he's voiced by Xander Berkeley.
0: I've seen lots of clips of that one. Um, I've never actually li- watched it because I'm turned off by like how. I don't. I don't like the look of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know? Um, he leads a little superpower team. Um, under the command of Lex Luthor, and it consists of Power Girl, Major Force, Black Lightning, Starfire, Katana, and later on Captain Marvel and Hawkman join the team. Um, he's also made a brief appearance in The Flashpoint Paradox, yep. where he's voiced by Lex Lang. Mm-hmm. and he's in the little animated film Injustice, yeah. voiced by Fred Tata maybe.
0: Which is weird, T-tatter because T-tatter he ain't
1: Bruce? in the game.
0: He must be one of the characters Superman kill off in the extended comic universe. Maybe. Written by Tom Taylor, who told me oh. how to get the beer out of the keg.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, neither of us have homework ideas. Like I you. have
1: a homework idea. Like oh, me. do you
0: really? Um, I don't. Okay, okay, do you have any, like, thoughts about Captain Adam before we, like...
1: No, not really, before man. Before we
0: turn into glitter and dissipate?
1: No, not really, man. No.
0: No. I like him. I like the stuff he can do. I'd like to see more, but at the same time, I want to see less. Does that make sense? I want, I, want, I want more, but small. Smaller bits. I like the little adventures. Sure. I was really captivated by the little bits at, at the first half of the New 52 run. And take the cancer out of the boy. Come on. No. Just, I don't know.
1: No, it it fits perfectly with my...
0: No, oh, okay, okay. So. If you're
1: meant to die,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're going to die no matter what.
0: Final destination. Mm, them's the rules. If, okay, if okay. it's
1: your time, you well, have to die.
0: He was invisible when he did it. Yeah. Maybe just halt the whole religion, just go back in time, and say the Adam did it. You know, the shrinking guy. He shrunk and went in there no, and stopped the cancer. Make it him wasn't a me. God. Yeah, but he's just like a, a little Asian dude with a the shrinking suit, no, man. Because it's, he gets he's the fine. God
1: complex. You got to cut all of that out.
0: Again, he's he's just a shrinking man. Kill the dude. He, he's limited. No. Handball the credit. Say Batman did it.
1: Not kill the kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's Ugh. only
1: going to grow up to be a teenager. Kill the kid. Okay. (laughs) Okay, you ready for my homework question? Yeah, go. It's a great homework question. Blimey. So, Captain Adam, Mm. kind of, is built out of chrome. Mm, Shiny. Shiny. Shiny man. If you had to be a shiny man.
0: What colour shiny?
1: What would you be made out of?
0: Oh, what type of material? Yeah. Wood. It's going to be made out of planks. (laughs) Two by four, boy. No, not really. Do you have an answer while I think of one?
1: Vibranium.
0: Ooh. I want
1: to be a Captain America (laughs) shield.
0: You want to be round? You want to look like fucking Violet Beauregard after the fact? Yep.
1: (laughs) You can't break me.
0: Well, to keep it in DC, I'd say nth metal then?
1: I mean, diamond would be fun too. You're very hard, but you're very shiny. You can blind people. I'd want to say a
0: little it's weird. Like that's a it's a tough question because I'd want to say I w- I like the idea of glass because like you'd walk around and you'd look like Predator does, like on um, you know, like invisible but not really. That's why I
1: said diamond because it looks as hard. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's that the problem is if you stub your toe, you fucking explode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, which has try to be something strong but pretty
0: durable. Hmm gold is no good because you can like scrape it off with your finger so like your th- mercury, your thighs you'd be all like
1: squishy
0: oh, I don't want to be smooshed see now we're just talking about the fucking Omega Man
1: <laughs> the tin
0: guy and the fucking <laughs> the platinum chick maybe I'll be a platinum chick but like me
1: okay the end <laughs>
0: okay um if you had to be a liquid what <laughs> liquid would you Mercury Mountain Dew Code Red
1: Ooh, a hard
0: blast. Oh, imagine feeling carbonated. (laughs) I don't want to... Imagine getting up in the morning fizzy. What... I do. What are you talking about? What a tough life that would be. Oh, I want to be made out of radio static. You know, like on those old fuzzy TVs. That'd look cool.
1: That's just pins and needles all the time.
0: I'll figure out a way to negate it. (laughs) I'll, I'll wear those compression leggings... No,
1: you just pins and needles all the time. Oh,
0: look what I've done. (laughs)
1: Alright. Alright, well, well,
0: thank you for listening. Um, I hope this inspires you to take a look at the weird shiny guy with no pants, because, you know, he ain't bad. He means well. Um, I've been your host, Toby Rupola. Thank you for listening. I've been joined by producer, Kaya.
1: I'm gonna go turn myself into a glitter cloud. Bye now.
0: She's gonna ruin my carpets, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We have to stop it by rating, reviewing, subscribing, following on Spotify, and if we are on Audible, do whatever you have to do for Audible. I've honestly, I will have to check that. Sorry,
1: it's, right, it's not going to stop me anyway. Class dismissed. No. <laughs>